Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for today comes from the 16th chapter of the book of Mark, verses 1 through 8. When Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us? which is very large. Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, this is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples that he, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. The smartphone. It has changed how we look at life dramatically. I remember several years ago seeing two pictures. One was on top, one was on bottom. And the first one, the one on top, was from 2005. It was a picture from Rome when Pope Benedict was chosen as the successor to John Paul II. And it has all the people staring, looking out to the balcony at St. Peter's Square. Below that is another photo. This one is from 2013, eight years later, when another new pope was chosen, this time Pope Francis, who was chosen to succeed Pope Benedict. And you notice something different. Every, almost everyone in that crowd, as they are, full, they are looking at St. Peter's Square and looking at the balcony to get the first glimpse of that new pope, they all have their smartphones. And they all have them on, either videoing something or taking the photo of that important moment. The smartphone really has changed how we look at life and how life has changed because of the smartphone. Now, what has become more common in society because of smartphones is texting. Lots of people like to text. They send messages to each other. And 
It's funny that there is one part of the texting experience that has, in some ways, become part of culture, and you see this everywhere. And that experience is the ellipsis. You probably already know this. If you are chatting with someone via text, and you're waiting for that person to communicate back to you, what you're going to see as they are typing their words are three dots, the ellipsis. It's basically saying that something is coming. Something is coming your way. And so the ellipsis tells you to wait. It's happening. Something is coming. And that's the way it is until that message is sent. When that happens, you are just basically waiting for that ellipse. You just are, until that message comes, you just see the ellipsis on the phone. Life at times can feel like an ellipsis. You know that something might be coming your way, but you don't have any idea what. And the ellipsis in some ways feels like a mystery. Life is left up in the air. And as we wait for an answer or response, we wonder what in the world is going to happen. What's going to be said? We don't know. All that we know are those three dots. This last chapter in this short gospel of Mark is a strange one. It's also unsettling. It's unsettling that someone, it was so unsettling that someone decided to actually add 11 more verses to the chapter in order to give it a more satisfying ending. We have these three women, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, heading to the tomb to prepare the body of Jesus. And one of them wonders who is going to roll away the stone, which strangely is a question I think you would have asked before you set out on your journey. But that seems to be a question for another day. So they come to the tomb. The stone is rolled away. And the young, there is a young man inside the tomb and tells him, Jesus is not here. Jesus is alive. He is raised from the dead. And the women are asked to tell Peter and the disciples that Jesus has risen from the dead. The women respond not with joy, but with fear. And the passage says they were so overcome with terror and with dread that they ran away, not saying anything to anyone because they were afraid. The young man seated in the tomb was sending a message with an ellipsis. And frankly, the women don't know how to respond to this at all. Now, as I said earlier, the most earliest version of Mark ends with chapter 16, verse 8. Some scholars believe that there were some people that were trying to, didn't like how it ended. And they wondered, why did it end that way? Some have thought that maybe the person writing it didn't have time or, or something happened to the writer 
that it left it un, it left it kind of hanging. And so of course, someone later on decided to add more verses to it to give it a more pleasing ending and to not leave people hanging. If ending with verse 16:8 was an ellipsis, going all the way to 20 was a period. It was basically saying this is how it ended. But the thing is, is that Mark's ending is unsettling. It leaves us all hanging, and it seems to leave out, of course, the most important part of this story. The resurrection of Jesus is the reason that we are all here this morning. And yet, Mark ends not really telling us about that. We are left hanging. Jesus isn't there. We're told that Jesus is raised, but Jesus is also nowhere to be found. So what do we do with this story? Well, maybe the answer is we have to finish the story. We don't finish the story by letting someone else finish the story, which is kind of what the tacked on ending of Mark was. But I think we ourselves are called to finish the story. And how do we do that? We do that by telling the story, the good news of the gospel, of telling the story of Jesus, the one who came who was God and came in the form of a human being, who lived among us, who died on a cross for us, and was raised from the dead to show the defeat of death itself. So we finish the story by telling the good news of Jesus. We finish the story to tell the world that Jesus was not just a good man that was killed by the state, but it was about a God who became a servant, who lived among us and died for us and rose again to lead us into, good, into new life. The resurrection of Jesus is not something we keep to ourselves. We go and tell the good news. We finish the story. And all of us are called to do that. Not just the pastor, every one of us. It is news that we have to share, that we must share. There is a scene from the 2009 animated movie Up that has always stuck in my brain. The, fa the um, movie features a character voice, a cranky old man who is voiced by Ed Asner. And we learn early on, in the beginning of the movie, that he was married for many decades to basically the love of his life. And it, the first maybe 10 minutes or so of that movie are memorable because for about 10 or 12 minutes, you don't, no one speaks. The only thing that you hear is the music soundtrack. And it tells their life as they, they go through 
their early years and realizing that they could not have children and having dreams of going to places like Paradise Falls in Venezuela. And it ends with them as now senior citizens and the wife having some type of illness and it ends, that part of the movie ends with him alone in a funeral home or a church mourning the death of the woman he loved for decades. To make a long story short, the most pivotal point of the movie comes towards the end. He, the old man picks up this book. It is a scrapbook that his wife had kept all of these years. It had pictures of them from young people all the way until recent. But what he realized that at the end, there was something written. It was written by his wife. And it says, she says, thank you for the adventure that he had given her. Now he is asked to go out and make some adventures of his own. I think that's the message that Mark is leaving us with. Make some adventures of our own. Make some adventures where we carry Christ with us to share the good news with our friends and family, to share the good news and how we respond to others and especially those in need. We are left to keep the story of Jesus going. So let us tell the news, let us tell the good news, and let us finish the story. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Happy Easter. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.